All right, at odds listeners, happy Wednesday. We're normally coming to you a little bit later in the week, but due to some circumstances, here we are. Uh, I'm Adam. Jared, how are you doing today? Good. How are you doing? Hey, I cannot complain. You know, my bets were a little off last week, but week's going good, winding down. Got our first uh, team flag football game tonight. I don't know what the spread would be on that game, but, uh, you know, I'm just going to go straight through my uh, my last week. If that's okay with you, Jared, we'll jump right in. Yeah, as you said, the spread might be kind of high since you guys beat up on all those little <laughs> high school teams and old dads after work. But all right, so that last week, feel good. <laughs> so last week, I bet a total of 45 units, um, had a possible winnings of 68.9. Uh, I hit on two of the three bets. I'm going to go through them. I had the uh, Predators and I had the Vegas Knights as my parlay. The Vegas Knights lost in overtime, unfortunately. Uh, that That's a little tough to predict. Vegas looked good in that game. I think they scored five goals, but couldn't pull it out. I love the Bills Redskins under 36 and a half. That hit, that cashed. I love that from the get-go. I should have bet more on that. I had confidence in it. The Utah Utes, baby, as I had confidence in last week as I went over and over again, won me uh, a 10-unit bet on that one. And then I hang my head in shame on the Northwestern bet because that game was never close. Uh, Jared, you told me I was crazy. I was an idiot on that. Um, I lost it. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll own that one. Then the Colts, I, I feel like I got screwed a little bit. Jacoby Brissett got hurt. Um, but either way, I lost on that one. But I had a total winnings of 14.17 units, and my return bets was $15. So I'm sitting pretty now um, at 178.17 units. After a little bit of a negative week, I'm still up uh, pretty big in the uh, three weeks you've been doing this. Jared, what about your last week? So I do like to report a positive week after for that brutal week two that I had. Uh, that's full of 40, 40 units and brought back 50 cents. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it, it's going in the right direction. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, I, I told you my lock, super lock, was Nate Diaz to bleed first. It definitely happened. Unluckily, I had that. That was my weird combo bet where he would also win. I still made money because both those bets were underdog bets. That's why I said that's why you do it. If they both hit, it'd be a great bet. If one of them hits, you at least come out on top. Um, Till over Gastelum. This was my plus 210 underdog. This was a really entertaining fight. It was not the most brutal fight, but a very entertaining one. If you saw, it was very nice. Uh, I had a good feeling about that one. Ravens. This is one I was saying all week. I wish I would have bet more. I knew this was going to happen. I knew it, knew it, knew it. They controlled that game. They are one of the teams to beat. The Patriots are fake. They can beat up all the, uh, basically the little boys. But um, now into where things did not go so well was the teaser I had. Man, that was all over the board. A uh, couple of teams actually ended up being pretty close, though. Actually, I think the Jags is the only team I missed. Maybe it was a little better than I realized. Uh, and the Lions over Oakland, we don't need to talk about that. That was brutal. Unfortunately, uh, most of my hits were my smaller bets. Most of my misses were my bigger bets. So, I, like I said, pretty much broke even, but I was winning more than losing on that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I wish I bet more on that that Bills under. I, I broke it down. I had confidence. The more I talked about it, the more I liked it. It was like my smallest bet of the week. I was kind of disappointed. Um, and that was the one I followed most closely, oddly enough, for whatever reason. Baltimore might be the team to beat. Yeah, so that's going to actually take us right into our week uh, four, I think we're on here, of our yep. of our breakdowns here that we're bringing you. And this one... 
is a very heavy NFL week. I think, Jared, I think you've got four NFL picks. I've got four NFL picks as well. Uh, I have three. You got three. All right. Well, I've got well, four. I mean, NFL. counting a teaser, there's like seven teams we're going to be talking about. But. Yeah, I got four NFL uh, and one college. I'm going back to my roots after losing a couple creative bets, I think, last week. I'm, I'm getting uh, back to it with the Ravens. Jared, actually, you and I agree on this game. Uh, the Ravens minus yeah. 10. I actually looked at betting it down. I, I looked at I looked at betting it to <laughs> I looked at betting it to minus That's how confident and, you are. I looked at betting it down to minus nine and a half just to see what it would do. Uh takes it from minus one ten to minus one twenty. Honestly, I don't think it's worth it. I think that they're gonna cover ten easily. And here's why. I know you were talking about the Patriots beating up on easy teams. The Ravens beat easy teams as well. And They've looked good. They've been coming to part, and they've really come shaped up in the form the last couple weeks. They beat Seattle by 14, and they beat New England by 17 um, the past two weeks. It does scare me a little bit because looking back, they only beat the Bengals by six points in week six. But keep in mind, the Bengals are going to be starting Ryan Finley moving forward. The Ravens' defense is legit. You know, it's not, you know, maybe top three in the NFL, but it's a top 10 defense. Ryan Finley is going to struggle in his first ever start against the Baltimore Ravens defense. And Lamar Jackson is just going to shred the Cincinnati defense, which has looked suspect at best. And Lamar is on an MVP hunt, and he's got a tough stretch to finish the season. He has to play uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Buffalo, and Pittsburgh, all good defenses. So this is his game where he's going to tear it up. I look at the Ravens to cover a two-touchdown spread on this one. I was thinking this would be the biggest spread of the week, given they're playing uh, one of the top teams in the AFC pinned against one of the worst teams in the AFC who's starting a new quarterback. I think this is a lock. I've got um, a $25 bet on that for a 22 or sorry, 25 unit bet on that for a 22.73 return. And Jared, that is my heavyweight lock of the week. I'm locking that one in. Like I said, $25 heavyweight bet to return 22.73 units. I don't think there's any way that the Ravens don't cover. Obviously, you're on board, but do you have any uh, any negatives? I don't see how this so, is anything but a lock-in. It's funny you mentioned you looked at buying up down nine and a half because I actually did the same thing. I was hoping I could maybe get positive odds on it. I know it was a little wishful thinking, but you can't. Um. I think if it were ten and a half, I'd be buying it down. I think at the ten, I like the ten because worst case, you probably you could push here at a ten. Exactly. So, That's I mean, what I was thinking. The only it's thing a you're buying getting the nine and a half is it's basically the ten is what you're you're basically buying the ten. But it, I'd almost take the odds and the chance of a push over, um, basically an all or nothing uh, for a little bit more odds. Um. I, I do want to play devil's advocate to start out, but then uh, you you're going to bring it full circle. The game that, yeah, the game that <laughs> is or not the game. The uh, one thing that worries me a little bit about this game is if you look, they played each other like three weeks ago. Baltimore only won by six at home. Um, the Bengals have had now. I know some of these games are more than ten, but they played close. Rams only lost by fourteen. Jacksonville they lost by ten. Baltimore, they lost by six. Arizona, they lost by three. You have to go all the way back to the Steelers before they got blown out, even though they're a bad team, uh, 27-3. Uh, 
Now, the reason it doesn't worry as much this time, even though it's in uh, Cincinnati, one thing, like you mentioned, brand new quarterback, Finley, who knows what he's going to be able to do. This is not a game that really is like a, a friendly game for you to go start out. I'm expecting one of those like three pick disaster games. Maybe he'll lead the driver too, but it's not going to be fun for him, especially because Baltimore, as I mentioned last week, love ball control. They've been controlling the ball. So Finley's not even going to get a lot of time to get himself going. He's going to be, every time he gets a turnover, he's going to be sitting there cold for another seven minutes before he gets the ball back. He might only get the ball eight times or so in this game. So I don't see Baltimore or uh, Cincinnati really putting up more than maybe 10 points on Baltimore. At most. Maybe it, maybe like if a, a fluke defensive play happens, 14, but I would expect them to maybe be seven, nine, 10, somewhere in that range. Now, Baltimore, I think they're a different team than a couple weeks ago, almost a month ago now, when they played Cincinnati the first time. They're coming through a rough stretch. They got blown out by Cleveland. Uh, they lost a tough overtime game to Pittsburgh. They, I think that was, was that with Hodges? No, that was with Rudolph. Wasn't it? Was that when Rudolph got knocked out and died? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't know, but. When he's wearing a helmet on the sidelines, smiling, Where Russell Wilson, I know you like to always say about Carson Wentz, but Russell Wilson's having up. MVP season right now. Oh yeah, and he they they ran them out of their own building, and then they controlled the Patriots as a home game for them. But I think they're kind of hitting their groove right now. I don't know if a carries through to a Super Bowl, but usually a team like this when they get hot, they go on a streak. And I think they're just going to blow through these Bengals, probably like a twenty-seven to seven game or something like that. I, I feel very comfortable. Um, I have only ten units on it. Um, actually, you know what? We're going to have our first live change. I'm going to change that to 15 the more we're talking about it. Yeah, it's, it's that much of a lock. I think everybody should run up. and cash that one in. Get it now before it goes up to 10 and a half and you lose that push. I don't think this is going to go down. So sticking in the NFL, um, I'm going to go to a team that we were betting on early in the season and uh, you just lost the bet on last week hometown Detroit Lions here. Uh, it's been a rough stretch for the Lions, especially as a Lions fan. So much hope um, given how we played against Kansas City, even though that was a loss. And then the terrible calls in the Green Bay game, and we couldn't stop Minnesota for the life of us. It's been a rough stretch um, as a Lions fan, that's for sure. But listen, the Chicago Bears are terrible. They are so bad. I'm going to Call for Patricia's job if Mitch Trubisky dices up the Lions defense like they've been diced up lately. Lions are averaging, giving up 300 yards passing, but the Chicago Bears are averaging only 200 yards passing per game. That is so terrible in today's NFL. They're averaging less than 300 yards per game. So my thinking is the Lions' weakness, the Chicago Bears won't be able to take advantage of. And despite... Popular opinion that the Chicago Bears defense is amazing. They are pretty good, but they're still averaging, giving up over 250 yards passing per game. They do have a good rush defense, but hope the Lions don't run the ball a single time this game. They should just allow Stafford to drop back and throw the ball all around um, Soldier Field there in Chicago. This one I'm a little less confident in just because it's the Lions, but they are two and a half point underdogs. So this even covers, you know, one or two point loss. Unfortunately, you could get it to the field goal um, if you wanted to buy it up. But I like the two and a half because I think the Lions have a good chance to win this game outright because Chicago is that inept on offense. I mean, they are 
terrible. Mitchell Trubisky has five touchdowns to three interceptions over the course of the season. To put that in perspective, Matthew Stafford has 19 touchdowns to five interceptions. Even though Stafford's having a little bit of a low-key MVP year, he's almost he's also over over doubling up Mitchell Trubisky's yards. You know, I don't think Chicago has any chance in this game to get out and get away and run away from the Lions. So I look for the Lions to keep it close, maybe win in late or at least cover the spread there at two and a half. I got a 10 unit bet to return 9.1. Um, like I said, the only thing that could push this is just kind of same old Lions thing, figure out a way to lose the game in some random, ridiculous you know, intricate rule that nobody knows about except for Bill Belichick, but I like it. I'm locking it in. I'm getting back on the Lions bandwagon. Even though I was off it while we were losing, let's roll forward here, Jared. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, 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 it's hard to trust that team. I do think now that they have both Scarball, they, oh, yeah, a chance to make a run for sure. Uh, no, I, I, I like where you're, the best thing they can do is just pass the ball. I mean, I hate to be one dimensional, but you're almost better off just going for it and trying to score 40 in a game. Cause you're not going to win by only scoring 28. Just do it. Just, game. just sling it around there. Why not? Every time they throw the ball, it works. And then they're like, now we're going to run and it doesn't work. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot to say more than you already did. They should win. I'm expecting them to win. I almost put a lot down on them, but the, I've been burned the last couple of weeks by them doing their same old line stuff. So I'm I'm going to sit this one out, but if I had to pick, I would take the lines. But I'm, they can't do me like that again. It's been like four weeks in a row. I got to I gotta set love free, as they say. Uh, I don't know if there's any other. Nope, that's it. I, I'm I'm praying that the Lions can cover that two and a half. Like you said, they should, but who knows? With Fat Patricia. <laughs> Matt Patricia. Um, so I'm going to go fat, over to college fat, football. All right. <laughs> I actually don't have any MMA picks this week, surprisingly. There's a, a Greg Hardy one if you want to bet for fun, but he's fighting his first real opponent, so we'll see what happens. I always bet uh, on so Greg I'm going to go over to, huh? I said I always bet on Greg Hardy, especially when the opponent's I'm, a woman. I'm thinking of throwing a small one down. It's like plus 260 right now, a couple of dollars. He's got that one-hit power, catches a guy. Uh, anyway, so I'm going to move over to the biggest college game of the week in LSU and Alabama. So originally I had LSU winning this game, and I really think they have a chance to win this game. But what I'm actually going to do here is the line is at six and a half, and I'm going to be smart and play it safe. I'm going to buy it up to seven. And it's, it's 130, so it's not the best return. I'm 10 units for 769. But LSU to cover by seven, I mean, I think this is going to be a nail-biter game. Either team's going to win, but you think Alabama's going to win by more than seven points? I guess anything can happen, but Alabama really has not played a good team at all this year. Uh, Texas A&M ranked 24 when they played them. That is nothing to really be proud of. Uh, I guess they did win the game, but Mississippi they only won 51 or 59-31. Not a bad win, but you expect your regular Bama team that's ranked in the top four to be blowing these teams out. And I think they're not the same Bama team we're used to seeing. They're still a top four team in the country, but I think this LSU team is special. They have been on a run. 
I think they're pissed from last year. Uh, Ed Orgeron, I think is how you say it, is like he just looks like he's on a mission right now with this team. Burroughs looks amazing. He is one of the most accurate quarterbacks I've ever seen at the college level. They have won tough games. They've already gone through Auburn. They've gone through Florida. And they went through, um, uh, I guess, Texas has kind of fallen off a little bit from what we thought they were going to be, but still a big win uh, on the road at Texas. And I think they're at least going to keep this game close against Alabama. Like I said, I was thinking about taking it as an underdog, but I could see it. Alabama gets one of those weird Alabama miracles where they come back and win by four or something. But I feel very comfortable with LSU covering seven in this game. Nope, 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 nope. Roll tide on this one. Now, listen, it's it's pretty simple. I cannot I, – I feel like every three years LSU does this. Is, is it not? Like maybe they'll cover the seven-point spread. That one I'm not 100% sure on, but no way LSU wins this game. Listen – Alabama is a different animal. They always are. Two is a game time decision. I think that means he's going to play. I don't know. Why would they play him if, you know, he's really hurt? They could still lose this game, kind of control their fate a little bit. Not really, but I I like Alabama in this Here. game. Do you, do you think the committee got it right, the number one team? Yeah, I think that. Oh, I think I think they did. Yeah. Okay. So, so the committee did good. So why is the two team going to lose to the three? Well, I mean, come on, that's they, the worst thing I've ever heard. No, that's they no. Okay, listen, they they did it that way because LSU's played a tougher schedule, so they're reporting or they're rewarding the tougher schedule thus to this point. But you know, I don't believe that Saban's going to get beat. He just always figures out a way to pull it out against LSU. LSU does this, I feel like, every few years. It's like, oh, oh it's LSU's year. This is their year, their year, and then they always fall short of national title aspirations. I think this is the moment they fall short this season. Maybe they cover seven, like you're betting it up to seven, but I don't have confidence in that. I think if two is playing and he's relatively healthy, they could run away with this. Uh, I think they, uh, I think Alabama rolls in that game, but you know, if you want to lose your money on that bet, you can, uh, you can take that to the bank. Is it going to be a shootout or a defensive game? I think it'll be a shootout, uh, or maybe somewhere in between. Depends who you define as a shootout. Something maybe like a 33 game or something. 65, I think. 65? Hey, look at that. I just put a a 63 score together. I was thinking about taking a roll at the under on that. Yeah. But anyways, sticking back into college football here, I'll, I'll hold tough with you, Jared. In college, uh, go a little bit out of my original intended or intended order here, but I'm going to take Illinois to cover the spread Ooh. against. I know, I know, it's sad that I have to say this on national airwaves here. I was um, going to take the same thing. Yeah, but I'm going to take Illinois to cover the 13 or sorry, 14 and a half point spread. That's why I took it. I don't know how I screwed it up. Yeah. 14 and a half point spread against Michigan State here. Um, a couple reasons. First off, I'm going to stick with the numbers. It's, you know, teams pass the eye test, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Numbers usually don't lie. 14 and a half points is a very large spread to cover for a team like Michigan State. Let's look at Michigan State's games this year. They have won uh, two games, sorry, three games by 14 and a half points. Tulsa, terrible. Western Michigan, terrible. Northwestern, we figured this out last week, 
terrible. When they play legit teams, they get washed and they can't do anything on offense. Not saying Illinois is a legit team, but Illinois has played relatively decent football as of late. Um, I know that they're not a great team, but they're five and four. The fact that a five and four team is going to Michigan State, a team that can barely score 14 and a half points in a single game, <laughs> and they're giving up 14 and a half. And Michigan State's two and three in the conference when they play Big Ten opponents. Granted, Michigan State's had a very tough run at it. They've played OSU, Wisconsin, and Penn State in their last three. I'll give MSU a little credit. That's one of the toughest three-game schedules in like the history of college football. They're playing two top four teams and like a top 10 team. Are you kidding me? That does not happen. So I give them a little bit of credit. But listen to Illinois' last handful of games. They blew out Rutgers. They blew out Purdue. They beat Wisconsin. And they looked respectable against Michigan. Michigan pulled away late. But they they looked respectable. Only lost by 17 against Michigan, who looks better than Michigan State. I don't know. I don't see. I'm petting with my brain on this one, not my heart. I don't see any way that Michigan State can beat a team by 14 points or more than 14 points, 15 points, given the state that they're in. It's it's embarrassing to think that. I mean, I just no way. I saw that locked it in. I'm putting in 10 to return 8.7 units. I don't think there's any way Michigan State runs away with this game. Sure, maybe they win it in a typical Michigan State win fashion, like 17 to 10 or like 14 to 10 if you want Michigan State to win. I believe in them. I think that they can win. I think they're getting crapped on a little bit because they're tough schedule, but there's no way they're winning this by more than two touchdowns. I think you sound like you're agreeing, Jared. I didn't even have to hear you say that you would agree. I would even think maybe Illinois money line at plus for like 400 over 400 you're getting is a decent bet. But I still do believe in Michigan State. Um, and keep in mind, Illinois six and three against the spread this year. Uh, that's pretty good. Michigan State two and six against the spread. So Illinois rolls in this one at least to keep it close. 14 and a half is the spread I'm picking for them to cover. Yeah, I don't know if they're expecting Michigan State to hold them to like negative six or something, but seriously, Michigan State, like you said, they struggle to score 14 and a half. Then to get 14 and a half against a team, not elite team, but they've been playing good. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm actually going to this game. It's my first game since I graduated. Mm, so uh, I went to uh, the I, Penn I, State game. <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah, it was pouring uh, rain. It was just absolutely miserable, but it was it was still a fun time, a fun atmosphere, and uh, a lot of people. I'll give Michigan State fans, except for the student section, a lot of credit for the first half of that game. That stadium was packed in the pouring rain when they were putting a terrible product on the field. Um, it, I give them a lot of credit, except for the student section. It was pretty full, but after halftime, we were getting blown out. You know, everybody left in the pouring rain, but I had to take a forty dollar cab, like eight miles so make sure you figure out your <laughs> driving arrangements there before all right i uh i mean yeah I, i'm staying away from it just because i'm gonna be there i don't know what's gonna happen then i can just enjoy the game if i had to pick i was i was thinking Illinois all along though so um like you said even at plus 400 money up money line but i don't want to find myself last minute like oh this could be cool this is a big hit yeah so, Away from that game, um, but I would lean Illinois. Uh, I guess I'll round out the uh, my college football picks and move into the NFL after this one. So I'm actually I'll, I'll be quick with this one. Uh, I have Kansas State 
covering uh, again. Uh, it, it is at Texas, but covering seven. Um, I don't think Texas is that good of a team, honestly. They're five and three. They've lost every big game they have. You could argue Kansas State is a big game. Maybe not a huge game, but it's a, a big game. Um, Texas made it a close against LSU, but LSU controlled that entire game without a doubt. Um, I mean, I mean, they barely beat Oklahoma State, West Virginia. They didn't really run away from Oklahoma. They were struggling to hang with. Almost lost to Kansas. They just got beat by ten against TCU. They burned me. I don't know. Maybe they get back on their feet a little bit here. But Kansas State's turning into kind of a hot team right now. They have a very good offense, or uh, sorry, a very good defense. They blew out Kansas. They just they handily beat Oklahoma. Oklahoma made that look like a close game at the very end. I'm not saying they're a better team than Oklahoma. I would bet if they played again, Oklahoma probably wins that game. But the fact that they made Oklahoma work their hardest and get some garbage time points to score 41, to me, that means Texas is going to struggle to score 35 or even in the 30s. And Texas' defense is giving up 30 points a game to average teams that they played. I think Kansas State will easily score 30 on Texas. And I just don't see Texas scoring in the 40s. I think I'm very comfortable with Kansas State at plus seven. I honestly thought about even taking the money line. Like I said, Kansas State's kind of been on a tear. They did lose to Baylor, which is a rough loss. Baylor's a pretty good team. They beat TCU. They crushed Oklahoma. They crushed Kansas. Texas has kind of been trending the opposite direction. Uh, I just think, again, as I mentioned, it's a bad matchup for Texas. The one positive thing they have is they have a good offense. Um, but they're playing against one of the teams that actually plays defense in the Big 12. And Kansas State's offense is doing pretty decent. And they're playing against Texas, who has absolutely zero defense. Uh, I mean, that's, that, that's pretty much the sum of it. Uh, I think it's a toss-up game, really, but seven points for a team that I honestly would have thought would be favorited in this game. I'm going to take that every single time. Yeah, I don't bet much on that Southern football like you are down there, so I I like your analysis of this game. I think that Kansas State is a hot team. I think that I don't know if Texas is trending in the wrong direction or if they're just kind of plateauing, stagnant. Texas feels a little like Michigan football to me. Like they're, it's always their year. It's always, and then they lose their big game. They can't seem right. Every they year can't. they start out ten, and then they drop almost out, and then they win a game or two, and they creep back up, and then they finish the year like twenty. And they can't seem to put together full season. You know, I don't have much analysis on this game. I think if I were to take a side Kansas State, I'll tail you on this bet. Uh, just like mainly because, like you said, Kansas State seems like they're hitting their stride. They seem like the hotter team, and I'll take the hotter team in college football for sure. Especially plus seven. I would almost yeah. take them straight up. But they're getting a yeah. whole touchdown. Yeah. Against yeah. a team that can't play defense. Think about it. Texas can't play defense. If they go into some garbage time and take Kansas State's even down by 10 or 14, they'll probably have no problem scoring the last two minutes if, if they're down big. Texas yep. can't play defense when they're trying, let alone when they're not trying. I feel very so- comfortable with seven. So I'll take us back here to the NFL. Uh, I'm going to take the, as my fourth bet here of the evening, I'm going to take the Falcons to cover a 13-point spread. Uh, I'm going to bet seven units on that for a return of 6.1. A few reasons at that. First and foremost, I always look at the highest and lowest spreads of the week and just kind of you know manipulate and just get an idea of where Vegas is setting everything. This is the largest spread of the week. Um, the Falcons, uh, I think the second largest is 10, the Ravens Cincinnati game. We talked about that earlier and that's why I bet on it. I thought the Ravens Cincinnati game would be the largest spread of the week. It was not, 
I did not think this would be the largest spread of the week, and it is. So you can see I'm following the numbers this week. I'm going to continue that pattern. Listen, I don't like anything that the Falcons are doing this year, but Matt Ryan has a lot of pride. He's always out there. He's always slinging the football, and they are averaging 400 yards of offense per game, uh, 335 yards passing, only 70 yards rushing, which is atrocious, but they've got a okay offense. Um, the Saints obviously have an outstanding defense, particularly in the rushing department. I don't expect the Falcons to rush for hardly any yards this game, but I look for them to keep it close, just maybe in a late game situation. Uh, Matt Ryan's playing for pride at this point. I realize he's questionable, but I think he's expected to play. He said he's feeling a lot better this week. Um, They're coming off a bye week, if I'm not mistaken as well. Let me check on that. Yes, they are coming off a bye week. I don't think the Falcons are legit at all, but I don't think they're a 1-7 that bad of team. And they're being treated like a 1-7 team with the spread of 13 um, I think with Matt Ryan healthy, you know, Julio Jones, they can pretty much put 20 points on the board consistently. And I don't think that the Saints are going to be able to run away with this by basically they're asking for a two touchdown victory. I look for the Falcons to keep it close, maybe even cover the spread in the late fourth quarter, you know, the field goal or touchdown um, to draw within maybe 10 or something. But I'm, I'm confident that the Falcons are going to hold this close. Also, the Saints haven't been able to run away with many games. The only game they ran away with was uh, really their last game. Their All their last games have been decided by, you know, really 10 points or less. So give me the uh, Falcons to cover the 13-point spread at a seven-unit bet to return 6.1. Jared, I know I don't know if you have any confidence betting on the Falcons um, this season. I bet on the, the Northwestern Wildcats last uh, week, which was a huge mistake. That was a one-win team. This is a little different. Obviously, I'm taking the spread, but I'm staying away from this one. I immediately when I saw this, I thought this is one of those games where the Saints blow the spread out. But people, I think you're using this as you're like, I gotta pick an underdog to cover a spread kind of game, and you're like, this will be the one to do it. Uh, kind of like I did a couple times with those like plus 14s, end up losing by 30. Um, the only thing that worries me a little bit and the reason I'm not going to take the Saints though is it is a, is it is a uh, divisional game and divisional games just have a way of kind of being closer than they should I'm not even saying this ends up being like a three point nail biter but I could see like you're saying I don't know Saints are up 14 or 17 in the fourth quarter so they're just kind of in a don't lose the game mode and Atlanta scores a touchdown or touchdown the field goal in the last six minutes when the Saints kind of give it up, but it ends up being a seven to ten point game. That's all I'm asking for, baby. Those garbage time backdoor covers. That's that's what makes me king. I mean, there there is something to it, but I I think if there's anything that's going to keep it close, though, it's just that it's a division rivalry game where Atlanta won't quite let it get out of the way. New Orleans is going to be playing a little careful being a divisional game. These teams know each other better than most teams. Uh, they, they kind of have a read of what's going to go on, how, the, how they think the game's going to work out. Um, I, I would still lean Saints, but but who knows? Uh, the not, Falcons have been atrocious on defense, so yeah. I mean, it, it, the only thing I'd also give you credit for is we Drew Brees looked fine, but he's only played one game since he's been back, right? Yeah. I mean, he is Drew Brees. He's a professional. He's going to be good to go. But sometimes there's a little rust that needs knocked off, and it doesn't show up the first game. You see a lot of rookie quarterbacks come out in their first game; they're amazing. And then they, I mean, a rookie quarterback compared to Drew Brees probably isn't a great comparison, but you, you got to grease the skids. Maybe 
we, we don't know how, how injured he was, how much time he took off. Uh, I mean, we know how many games he missed, but uh, how much cardio, physical stuff was he doing? Is he going to be slowed down at all or hindered by anything? I, I don't think so, but there, there's a few red flags the reason I'm staying away on both sides here. Um, I guess I will go with uh, my Chargers minus 1.5. Uh, at Oakland, I've actually seen the line at minus one at times. I haven't officially placed anything. I'm hoping to get it at minus one because I think they're going to win by at least three. But if I can get minus one, I might as well rather than having to play the minus one and a half. But uh, 10 units for 909 return. Kind of simple. Uh, I said, I think last week I was going to live on this. Or was it last week? It was two weeks ago. So I was going to live on this Chargers. Um, bandwagon because I think they're an underrated team that people have been discounting because they just had an atrocious start to the season don't get me wrong but I think they're a good football team when they can kind of get their gears going they can kind of get in that mode of where they're just they're the rolling they just the Bears was not a good win but it's what they needed to kind of get that positive momentum going Uh, again they could have beat the uh, Titans with uh, Melvin Gordon didn't fumble so they could be uh, 3-0 with a win over Green Bay. Uh, kind of a dominant win over Green Bay. Uh, Raiders, I don't see as much of an away game for them, so I don't think there's really any issue there. I just think that this um, Chargers team is really going to start hitting their stride here in midseason. I actually picked them as a Super Bowl uh, contender earlier in the year, and I'm sticking to it. Again, very rough start, but they lost to pretty good teams and had weird circumstances. They lost to the Lions when the Lions looked to be actually good, and they missed a few field goals they could have won. They lost to the Texans, which Deshaun Watson, your boy, has been incredible. Uh, they lost to Denver, who's been giving teams trouble. Uh, not saying Denver was a great team. Steelers game was weird. There was about 17 turnovers and a couple defensive touchdowns. Titans game, they should have won. So I think this is easily a 6-3 and three team hidden in a 4-5 and five record. And I think they'll easily cover one, if not cover more like 6-point win. I'm thinking 7-point win. I don't know if you have anything to say. Uh, This is actually our head-to-head pick, the Chargers against Oakland. So I'll talk about that, uh, my breakdown, a little bit uh, later. Obviously, I'm going to disagree. I'm going to take Oakland all day on that, but that's our our head-to-head. So I'll I'll break that down in a minute. Yeah, that was was your last of the five, right? Uh, No, I have my uh, teaser. Oh, right, cool. Cool. All right, excellent. So that's where I thought. So, all right, let's buckle up. I got my cash crop of the day. I got my crash cash crop of the night, guys. I wanted this. At first, I was thinking to say this one first. I'm glad Jared and I switched up the format. I'm saying this one last because I want everybody to lock at this one. In. This is my, yeah, this is my, this well, is my cash crop. Listen, so I'm, I'm standing up here. I'm getting hype about this. You know, my, my posture standing up a little, a little bit straighter, you know feel a little bit better about today because I get to talk about this parlay I've got. So I'm going to take the Vikings at plus 140 against the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks at plus 215 against the 49ers. All right, so I'll go through each of these games. Uh, oh, sorry, the, the unit bet, this is my favorite part about it. It's a five-unit bet to return 32.8. You're more than multiplying your money times six on that. More than six on two games that I think have very probable outcomes to win. 
We'll start with what Vegas thinks is the less likely option, but for some reason I think is the more likely option, Seattle to beat the San Francisco 49ers. Listen, Russell Wilson is having a year. Listen to these stats. He has his team at 7-2, and two, just past the halfway mark. They are he has over 2,500 yards passing, 22 touchdowns to one interception. He has thrown one interception. Along with that, the Seattle Seahawks are rushing for over 130 yards per game. Pretty solid. Now, the 49ers obviously have an outstanding rushing game, but they're lacking in the passing department. Jimmy Garoppolo is being... I think propped up heavily by the San Francisco 49ers. I think if the, if the San Francisco 49ers were a four and four team, people would be questioning whether or not Jimmy Garoppolo is the long-term starter. This guy is a 13 to seven touchdown interception ratio, not even a two to one. Um, he's averaging almost a, uh, interception per game plus fumbles he's averaging over turnover per game they are only having less than 230 yards passing per game listen i like the 49ers they've proven that they are a legit team but let's let's take a real hard look at their schedule real quick and then i'll go down to the next game last game they beat arizona in a close game not a good team they blew out the panthers the panthers are a middling team they barely beat the washington redskins nine to nothing Terrible team. They beat the Rams, credit where credit's due. They beat the Browns, terrible team. Pittsburgh, eh. Cincinnati, not good. Tampa Bay, not good. They only have one, maybe two quality wins on their schedule if you want to count Carolina as a quality win. Seattle is going to give them a real test. And to get it at over plus 200, I really like Seattle. I would have thought that would have been maybe a plus 140 game, 130 game. I just love the return you're getting on Seattle. Now the Cowboys-Vikings game. Vegas thinks it's a little closer, plus 140. I thought I would have gotten maybe a little bit better odds on this, but I really like where the Vikings are at. First of all, they're pretty healthy outside of Adam Thielen. He's their only injured player. Leighton Vander Esch, Amari Cooper, and uh, Cameron Fleming, an, the, an offensive tackle for the Cowboys, are all questionable going into the game obviously Cooper's been questionable all season and he's been playing through it but I think the Cowboys are a little bit of a pretender they're five and three they're a middling team I think the Vikings are also a little bit of a middling team so I think this is a toss-up game I'm not super confident like I am in Seattle I think Seattle's gonna beat the 49ers I just like the Vikings I think it's a uh, a competent underdog in this situation and I just have a kind of a hunch feeling the Cowboys, you know, always go from high to low, high to low. That's their whole season. Always every year. They won the first game, three games of the season. They lost the next three. Then they win the next two handily. Now they're going to lose, get blown out or something. I don't know. The Cowboys are just an up and down team. I think the Vikings are a pretty solid team. They're going to give them a good test. And to multiply your money by over six to take two teams that I think are both toss ups outstanding odds like I said Jared that is how you make money this evening you take those two teams boom you could uh pay for a trip to Hawaii or something if you put like 50 grand on it then you're gonna buy yourself like a new house like I mean whatever you want to do so go buy houses um Honestly, I, I like that. I didn't realize what the return would be. I think the Cowboys are pretenders. I don't think they're any good. They honestly struggled with New York. If you if you really were watching that game, they were up, I think, five, and the Giants had a chance to come down and win, and then the or take the lead with, I don't know, eight minutes to go. 
Then the Cowboys were driving down, and Cooper got a wide open. Caught it, took a touchdown pass on a third down. If he doesn't take that in and they have to punt the ball, the Giants are getting the ball back down five with like four or five minutes to go in the game. Instead, they go down, and then they throw their pick, and then they have their fumble at the end of the game, and it looks like a blowout. But that was a close game, and so there was about a third down with five minutes to go. They also lost to the Jets. I think they probably should almost be underdogs in this game. Um, well, they the are game, home. They are home. So. They, they are home, but or even like a straight up pick them. A pick them. Uh, yeah. The Vikings are the better team here. You give a couple points to Cowboys for being home. Okay, you can call a pick them. But a three point favorite, I don't know. Especially they're getting a three, not two and a half. And then I'll just be quick on your other one. Seahawks 49ers. I think it's a very interesting one. I don't know if I'd parlay them because I could see one of them going wrong, but I don't mind the Seahawks' money line either, though. Uh, you're saying plus 200? Plus I think 215. This is, again, probably a pretty even game, but the I don't know if the 49ers have really been tested yet. They've played a lot of bad teams, and except uh, the Rams. And the Rams haven't been the Rams that they were last year. I mean, they're not a bad team, but Buccaneers, Bengals, Steelers, when Rudolph was in like a second game, Browns, Redskins, Panthers, Cardinals. They haven't played anybody really that stands out yet. This is their first real test. And I get, we'll see how it goes. I like I like taking a plus 210 and a huge matchup. Um, I don't know if you have any other comment or if I should. No, not really. I mean, that's the – I, I want to lock that one in, though. I've, I've, I've got my whole mortgage writing on that one. Wow. All right. Um <laughs> I think I advise against that, but uh, I'll be quick with this one because there's a lot of games. It's a, um, I guess I'm the teaser man though, uh, UFC teaser man. So it's a four-team, seven-point teaser, and, and real quick of the games, and I'll spend 30 seconds on each one. But Ravens uh, minus three, the game we already talked about, so I won't really go into too much detail. Uh, um, after the Ravens minus three, we have the Bills to cover nine and a half. Or, or be within nine and a half. They get nine and a half points. Um, and sorry. And then I have Vikings the game. I was talking about plus ten, and then the Colts minus three. The Ravens. I won't spend too much time really talking about. We've kind of already gone through this, but they're playing the Bengals. To ask them to cover three against the Bengals to me, that's like a that's an automatic. That, that doesn't really insulting. Hurt. This is two to one, so it's ten dollars for ten units for twenty units. But that, yeah, that's an insult to have the Ravens at three against the Bengals. They can win this game by third. To get them at three is like I'm, it's free to add to this teaser. Um, uh, just real quickly, Vikings. Adam already kind of went through this. I think there's a toss-up game. Getting the Vikings at ten, a touchdown and a field goal. Um, it's hard to really shy away at that. Uh, now onto a game that we didn't really talk about again. I won't spend too much time on it, but the Bills are actually two and a half point dogs to the Browns, and you're getting them at nine and a half. This is probably the scariest one for me, just because I really would love that ten. But a lot of websites don't do a seven and a half point teaser. But if yours does, I would totally take it just to be safe. I think the Bills are going to win this game, though. The Browns, I think there is something there, but they just they don't have it this year. They need they need more a better coach, more organization to really get this team going. The Bills actually, I think, are a pretty good team. I think this is a toss-up game. I easily, I would probably almost think the Bills would win, but you would think the Browns are going to come out here and win this game at 14. 
I don't think so. Um, on the last game of it, Colts minus three. This one probably worries me the most, uh, just with the whole Joe, Jacoby Brissett issue. <sighs> Even if he doesn't play, though, Brian Hoyer is kind of a journeyman who's been around the NFL. He's he's not a guy you want to depend on for a season, but he can put a couple drives together for you. We're talking about the Colts beating the Dolphins. Like, maybe one of the worst teams we've ever seen at home. This is the Colts at home. Worst case, they'll just run it down their throat and put up 17 points, 20 points. I don't see the Dolphins scoring more than 10 on them. And you're getting the Colts at three. To me, these are all, all basically lock games. I think maybe the Colts aren't going to cover the 10 that uh, I think is their actual spread on the game. But three, you have to give – especially the Dolphins just lost Preston Williams, one of their only offensive weapons they really have. They're going to be running Kalen Bolage and throwing to is Albert and- Wilson – and Mark Walton. Hey, Parker. Oh, Mark. I, I thought Walton's out. I think he's hurt. Oh, is he? Hmm. Never mind. That changes my whole perception on this game. <laughs> not not really. I think that's a good teaser. I think that they're all – I think the one that could screw you, though, is that last one. You know, you never know with Fitzmagic. You know, what if he just goes out there and what if Hoyer just goes out there and lays an egg? I like all of them. They all seem like locks, but that's the problem with teasers is anyone could go wrong. Obviously, same with parlays. Um, if any of them go wrong, I think it might be the last one. But that's definitely a good way to double your money with those two teasers. Or those, I guess, four teasers, but kind of the two two teamers, you know. Yep. So total uh, today, I'm betting the largest amount I've ever bet. Uh, a total bet of f- 57 <laughs> units for a return of 79.4. So I'm looking to cash in big time, push myself up up over the 200 unit uh, threshold there, double up. Uh, what about you, Jared? What do you bet? Folks, just watch this gangster boy over here. He's going to be exactly why people are losing their money. He's been on fire, and now he's just like, I'm going to go even more. I'm going to go more <laughs> before he knows he's back at 100. Like, what happened? Um, let's hope that doesn't happen, because then you guys won't be happy with us either, but be careful over there, gangster. Uh, I am actually betting this week very consistently, it's 10 units on everything except that Ravens game. I have 15, so a total of 55, which is kind of close because I only have 69 left. So <laughs> hopefully we get some hits here. But this would be a nice 58 return. So I'm hoping even if I just get four of these right, I'll be back right around where we started. So um, this, this will be the week. I don't uh, know if well, you want to take us into the head-to-head. Yeah, I was going to say let's – I'll go nice into the, the head – point on it. Yeah, I know you touched on it. Here's the thing. When I'm looking at this game, this Oakland Raiders, first of all, one and two on the head-to-head. Last week, I got on the board with my first tally with Dallas. I know Jared thinks it was a close game. It was kind of close, but let's be real. Dallas had it. They were only minorly threatening. Daniel Jones could not. Daniel Jones is his own worst enemy. I feel like he always turns the ball over, but I digress. I got on the board there. One and two. I've got Oakland covering a one and a half point spread. I like Oakland straight up in this game. Obviously, that's why I'm taking them at a one and a half point spread. You're basically taking them straight up. But the Chargers have been a dumpster fire. I know you keep jumping on their bandwagon and blah, 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 whatever you want to say. Listen, fluky game against Green Bay. What happened? Nobody knows. We'll we'll ignore it because there's an outlier. Screw it. They beat Chicago. Trubisky's the worst team, worst player of all time. They beat Tennessee. They're terrible. They beat Pittsburgh. Or, or sorry, sorry, they lost to Tennessee. They're terrible. They lost to Pittsburgh when they had – did they have 
Duck Hodges or Mason Rudolph. Who cares? They're terrible. They lost to Denver. They're terrible. Congratulations, you beat the Dolphins. They lost to Houston, who's good. They lost to the Lions, who's kind of don't look that great. And they beat the Colts the first game of the season when Jacoby Brissett was birthed out of the world and given by Andrew Luck to be the starting quarterback like a week before that. So they've got one good win, and I feel like it's a fluky game against Green Bay. Everything else is garbage. This is not a good team. They are getting hot. Oakland, I think, is actually an underrated team. They've been looking good offensively. They've been able to run the ball very consistently with Josh Jacobs, who's on pace for over 1,000 yards and like ten, over 10 touchdowns this season. Listen, the Chargers are a 4-5 and five team because they're just not that good. The Oakland Raiders feel like a 4-4 four and four team that is barely 4-4. Four and four. Take a look back at some of their games real quick. I won't spend too much time on their schedule. They beat the Lions. They barely lost to the Houston Texans when my boy Deshaun was making a Michael Jordan play. They did lose to Green Bay in defensible since um, the Chargers just beat Green Bay, but they beat Chicago. They beat the Colts. They lost to the Vikings, who are good. They lost to the Chiefs, who are great, and uh, they beat the Broncos. So I think they got a little tougher schedule. They've got some better wins than the Chargers have. I just like this game. I like that the I get them as a slight underdog, even though I think that they're going to win. I'm going to even the series here at 500 when Oakland beats the Chargers straight up. All right. Uh, Chargers are four and five over or under eight wins this season. Yeah. Under. Under eight. Wow. All right. Um, we'll see about that. Yeah. Obviously you, uh, you broke down what you thought on that one, but. Hey, I've already said my point on this one. Like I said, I think the Chargers are a six and three team hidden as a four and five team. Uh, I don't think it'll be pretty, but they'll come out on top here. Well, uh, I think Jared, that about wraps it up. For our listeners, thanks for listening to us here at At Odds. Again, I'm Adam. And I am Jared, and I'm going to be back to even this week. And we're we're wrapping it up here. Tell us on what you want. Tell us what you like or don't like, but uh, always listen to us. I think we're uh, we're hitting our stride here, Jared. What do you think? This is the week we uh, go 10-0? and 0? Uh, Yeah, probably. It's, it's bound I mean, to happen I, at some point. Five units to go 10-0 and 0 for a 10-1 return. Yeah, there you go. You're going to run out of money if you keep betting. (laughs) I'm going to parlay all of our games. (laughs) All righty. We'll talk to you guys next week, and thank you a bunch of money. Wish me luck.